Welcome to Two Minutes Sonship Life. Again, here we go. One more segment of utterance that is of glory. One more communication of victory. One more deliverance of an understanding that we are the overcomers of God because of our new birth, because we are born again, because we are born of God. And I have a message again, and it's always amazing. I think I've, I've said it before. I'm the most astounded of all of us here that um, the unending utterance, the unending, unending desire for him to communicate truth to us all, the unfailing love of the love of the Father, the unfailing, the unfailing movement of the Spirit to bring forth a revelation of victory in Christ alone, to bring forth an understanding that because we are born again, we are of a different kind. We are from heaven now and not of earth. And so the message for today is faith is all things good. Faith is all things good. Faith is all things good. I'm talking about faith in God. I'm talking about faith that comes through the hearing of the word of God. I'm talking about Bible believing expression of persuasion that if God be for us, who can be against us? And as I was, I came and, and set up right before the recording and, and was going to open and go to Romans 8, 28, which I'll do. My Bible just opened up to Isaiah 52. And this, this portion really stood out to me and really encouraged me. So I wanted to read the first, the first two verses. Awake, awake. Ha! Awake, awake, we say today. Awake, awake. Put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments. O Jerusalem, the holy city. For the uncircumcised and the unclean shall no longer come to you. Shake yourself from the dust. Arise. Shake yourself from the dust. Arise. Sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose yourself from the bonds of your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. And so today we arise. And so today we awake to righteousness. And so today we believe God. We believe God. Let's go to Romans 8.28 now. Romans 8.28. Faith is all things good. Faith is all things good. The just walking by faith means that we walk in the very goodness of God. The righteous ones of God that are called to live by faith and not by sight are the ones that walk in the very goodness of God. The very goodness of God is not to destroy you. The very goodness of God is not to belittle you. The very goodness of God is not to malign you and bring you down and call you a sinner. But the goodness of God edifies. The goodness of God, which is of the Holy Spirit, communicates truth and brings forth a reminding of who we are, the very loved ones of God. The goodness of God that we walk because we are the just of God walking by faith 
is true liberty from the shackles of this world. It is how we arise from the dust of this world. It is by faith through faith that we walk in the pure joy of our master. And when I say pure joy, I'm not talking about uh, some sort of a worldly thrill. And sometimes it's a good day and then other times not so good. When I talk about the joy of the Lord, I'm talking about a reality that we are of God. And no matter, no matter how we feel or what it seems like, it bears no, no truth to us. The only source of truth is the word of God. The word is the only truth to us as believers in Christ. The word of God is the only place where we can find rest for our souls. The word of God is the only place where we can find courage for the hour. Confidence that we have already through his overcoming, overcome it all. The word of God is what brings about faith. The word has inherent power to produce a hearing of faith. So Romans 8.28, when we read it, we'll have a better understanding. It's really a reference to those who walk by faith. Those who walk by faith. Not the haphazard one day you wake up and you're like, you know, I just want to mingle with the world. I want to resemble the world. I'm done with persecution. I'm done with persecution. I'm done with persecution. In Christ, we suffer persecution for his name's sake. But we are to fear not. We are to be of good cheer because, hey, hey, he has overcome all trouble. Hey, 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 if he be for us, who can be against us? Hey, 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 what shall we say to all these things? We are the loved ones of God and his love towards us never fails. Therefore, there's no failure in the portion of our inheritance that we have in Christ. Romans 8, 28. And we know, do we know it? Do we know this? Yes, we do, because it is written. And because it is written, we know they're all things, all things, everything. I've been looking at, what have we been looking at? In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, in verse 17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. For we know that these light afflictions, light, light, he calls them light. How about we agree with what he says? This is what faith is. Faith is coming in union with what he has said. Faith is becoming one with his utterance. Faith is a persuasion that is of God and not of man. That is based on that which he has said. And so we're in perfect agreement when he said that these afflictions that we are undergoing, these challenges, these adverse moments are working for us. What? No, no, not, just, not just working a, a little glory. Not just working a, a, a little, little victory. But 
far more exceeding, far more exceeding, far more, not just exceeding, but more than that, far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. Why we don't look at the natural? Why we don't expect the carnal moment? Why we do not walk by sight? And look at the things that are seen. But all things which are not seen, this is what walking by faith looks like. So back to Romans 8, 28. All things work together for good, for good, for benefit to us, for good, to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. To those who love God, let, keep your finger there. Let's go to John 14. I have paired this up before, and I'll do it again. Romans 8.20 says that all things work together for good. To those who love God, Jesus tells us in John 14, 15, if you love me, to those that love God, all things work together for good. And Jesus says what loving God looks like. If you love me, keep my commandments. So can I say to those that keep his commandments, to the ones that love God, to the ones that keep his commandments, all things work together for good. What does it look like to keep his commandment? The word keep is actually translated to guard, to keep intact, to guard his commandment, his ordinance, his law. James calls the word, what does James call the word of God? Let's, let's go. I've, now we have a few fingers keeping our positions in James 1. Let's put our, our eyes here because we have often spoken of it. The book of James. Right after Hebrews. Chapter 1. So Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I said, what does that look like? Well, James can fill up the blanks and answer for us. James 1, 22. Be doers of the word. So all things work together to those that are doers of the word. But love God. Because when you love God, you love his word. And you are partaker of the divine nature that's found in his word. His word is our divine nature. We are born through the incorruptible seed of the word of God. Therefore, his word is our divine nature. Why would I say that? Because his word is eternal. It does, it does not perish. It endures forever. It abides forever. Though heaven and earth pass away, his word abides forever. It is imperishable seed, Peter calls the word imperishable seed by which we have been born again. Therefore, his word is our, our innateness. Now, it's our divine nature. And when we walk in this new nature, we are doers of the word of God. 
We are fulfilling who we truly are. We are giving expression to who we truly are. That is what loving God looks like. James continues, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Don't deceive yourself just because you've heard a few messages or maybe a thousand messages or maybe a hundred thousand messages just with your outer ear. You've heard and you've heard and you've heard and you've never received the truth of this incorruptible seed to bring forth a transformation, a compliance to be a doer, an expression of his word. This is what this metamorphosis is, this mind renewal, this transformation from glory to glory, even by the Spirit. Is that we are now a brand new creation. And this brand new creation is made to give expression of a divine nature that is the very nature of God, which is the Word of God. For He and His Word are one. So when we say the just shall walk by faith, this is liberty to us in Christ. It means that all things are going to work together for good because we love God, because we are doers of his word. Oh my, oh my, let this not be just another lofty message. Let this bring a mind, a shift of our understanding. That we're not just to be mere hearers deceiving ourselves. Verse 23 in James 1, for if anyone is a hearer of the word, of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. Okay, I look real pretty today, observing myself in that mirror of the word. That is bringing beauty to my life, edification to my life. bringing good thoughts of God being for me and me being loved, never rejected. Good thoughts of having already been accepted through Christ. Good thoughts that he has foreknown me. And I now stand before him in love, fully accepted in the beloved, part of the kingdom of the son of his love. A child of light. I'm beholding myself in the mirror of his word. This communicating beauty and life and edification. But what happens? Distractions over there, over there, false fire here, over there, a gossip over there, an assault from over here. And what we, 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 we take our eyes, we take our gaze off of those moments of life and reality in Christ. And we forget. He says, verse 14, he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of a man he was. We revert back to the old man, back to the old way of resolving situations. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments, keep my law. 
This commandments, these commandments, this law is perfect law of liberty. This is not bondage, but this is liberty. This is how we walk as Christians, in the liberty of this law of his word. How can it be a liberty when the way is so narrow? How can it be freedom to us? Knowing that the Holy Spirit is present and where he is, there's liberty. And yet, and yet, there's such a tightness of this walk. While it's liberty, while it's freedom, while you behold the mirror of his word, as long as you're looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, you are free indeed. As long as you're looking and not departing and forgetting what manner of man you are, you are free. But as soon as you and I depart this gaze unto eternity on the one who's gone before us and the, the good shepherd who's leading us in triumph always above the moment, above the fray, above the trouble, if we take our eyes off of him, off of what he said, like Peter, we will sink, buddy. We'll sink. And that's not the moment to excuse why we've sunk. Why we really like sinking. We just like sinking. We like, blah, 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 blah. we like, we like. No, we don't. We don't like it. We don't like it. We are made for freedom. We are made for this word of liberty to satisfy and to bring us out of the snare. So that all things would work together for good because we are now what? In full compliance, having become one with his word. Full compliance is a unity, a communion, a fellowship with the Holy Ghost in the word of God. It's oneness. It's all external. I'm going to be a good little Christian. I'm going to do this. All those good intentions, they last for just a tiny little bit. But I'm telling you, this persuasion of this word will buoy you up, will bring you back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. So you keep walking forward. So you keep walking in all things working together for good because you're walking in faith. Faith is all things good. Faith is based on the good word of God. Faith is what pleases our good, good father. Faith is the victory that has overcome the world. Faith is our liberty in Christ. Back to Romans 8, the second moment here, that we know all things work together for good to those who love God. We, we realize now a little better what that means, being one with his word. It's a process of transformation. And I believe this is what Paul was attaining 24-7. Running this race so that at the very end, at the very end, what does he write? At the very end, what does he write? I kept the faith. 
In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. Poured out. Poured out. That Christ alone be seen through us. As a drink offering to satisfy another. From the satisfaction of us having him, we're being poured out. There's no selfish ambition in this pour out. It is being a living sacrifice unto our living God. It is being a bond servant of Christ. What does that look like? It is what I'm attaining to understand and to walk out by faith. In the midst of adversity, in the midst of some days being very good and other days, you're just looking unto Jesus, reckoning the outer man dead. So I can just as Paul say at the end of my journey on earth, I'm already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure is at hand. Wasn't a mystery to, to him. It wasn't premature to Paul. His ministry was not cut short by Satan. Although Satan brought such distraction, detours, oppositions, and yet Paul finished his course well. The enemy is under our feet. And the way we walk with the enemy under our feet is when you daily reckon the outer man dead. Because all the enemy has to work with is your flesh. Your carnal desires for being validated. Your carnal desires for being liked. Your carnal desires of being understood and well received by man. But we are of God. And we live only to honor God and to receive the honor that comes from God alone, not the honor that comes from man. And we thank God for every kind word we hear from men. We thank God for everyone that God uses to bless us. We are thankful. But at the end of the day or the beginning of the day or noon hour, whichever moment you find yourself, you keep your gaze on this eternal law of liberty. Nothing else would make sense. It's not supposed to. It's a fallen reality that we don't partake of. It can't make sense to us. Strivings can never make sense to us. Thank God for that. Although so often we, we try to connect the dots. Forget that. Behold the word of truth and be transformed by it. Don't forget what manner of man or woman you are. So we can come to this moment back to Paul's last statements. I fought the good fight. I fought the good fight. The fight of faith that Paul tells Timothy. And where? First Timothy 6. 12, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, which is his word. Lay hold on eternal life. 
to which you are also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith. Well, that's what Paul did. So he can say, I fought the good fight. I finished, I have finished the race. It's a race. It's a race. It's a race of endurance. It's a race. Have you ever run for just a minute or five minutes or an hour or two hours? Endurance is required. A race is not a walk. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. I've kept the faith. Like Jesus said to us in John 14, 15, keep my commandments. That word keep us guard, keep intact. Keep the faith that comes from his commandment. Keep the faith. As Paul did, I've kept the faith. Verse 8, finally there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on the day, on that day, and not to me only, not to Paul only, but to all of us who fought the good fight of faith, to all of us who finished our race, to all of us who kept the faith. Also to all who have loved his appearing. Does it matter how we live life on earth? Does it matter whether we came in or we persevere pressed through the crowd? Yes, it matters. You see, we don't live for the reward that comes from men that's temporal. Their natural hands can receive and our natural eyes can see. And we thank God for certain moments like that. But we live for the accolade that comes from God. When we cross over, when it's time for our departure and we've crossed over and we want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what we live life here for. To be faithful to the end, to the message of Christ. How? By bringing this good news, well, first allowing it to transform us and then being good news to another. A living epistle. That is being a doer of the word. That is being a lover of God. And going back to Romans 8, and to all those that are called according to his purpose, all things work together for good. Well, Verse 29 explains the purpose that we're called to be in conformity with Christ. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined, this is Romans 8, 29. For whom he foreknew, whom he foreknew. Oh, what peace I have in the statement. He knew me beforehand. He preordained me. He foreknew you. 
loved you so much to bring you right now for a time such as now. Loved you so much to have fashioned you for dominion on earth. To walk in the triumph of Christ, which is a walk of faith. Whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed, to be conformed, to be likened, to become one with, to the image of his son, to bear the resemblance of the son, to be imitators of God. Like my last message, I, I looked at Ephesians chapter 5, to be imitators of God. Children of light. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Verse 30, moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Because this work of transformation that truly his purpose for us is this transformation. Only in the press of faith can we know the very glory of God and that together with the Son, we too have been glorified. Raised together with the Son of his glory. Raised together with the firstborn. What I say, what I say is really truth that all of us are attaining to. Because nothing in the world communicates the truth of the word of God. Everything in the world is downcast, dead end, trouble, confusion. How are we going to make it? How are you going to make it? Failure. But the word of God that produces faith is upward and forward. Bearer of good news, you're going to make it. You've made it. You're in Christ now. Brand new creation you are. Fear not, little child. For it was God's great pleasure, his good pleasure to give us the kingdom of God. And we know the kingdom of God is found in the word of God. Let's go to where? Um, 1 Corinthians 15. that we now resemble the second Adam. In verse 47, For the first man was of the earth made of dust, earthly. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, the one, the firstborn, so also are those who are heavenly. 
his brethren. He's not ashamed to call us brethren. So are those who are heavenly. You and I in Christ are heavenly. We are from above. We're not from beneath. Our mindset is the mind of Christ, which is from above, which is the word of God, eternal reality of truth divine, a conqueror's mindset of having overcome it all through this new birth. Oh. And as we have borne the image of the men of dust, as we've walked in our previous times, carnal, unregenerated, not born again man. We shall also bear, or some translations, let us also bear the image of the heavenly man since we're now born again. Since we're now born again, the word of God says, let us also bear the image of the heavenly man. This is his purpose. This is the transformation. And then he goes into verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, what he's going to say is that because we're not of earth, but we are of heaven, we can walk in the kingdom of God, which is of heaven. Now I say, brethren, the flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. The earthly, the carnal, the fallen man cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Yes, because we know what Galatians says, that when we sow in the flesh, out of the flesh will reap what? Corruption. Corruption cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Flesh and blood cannot walk in the kingdom of God. The carnal man is in direct opposition to the mind of God. And so often we catch ourselves in these carnal moments. And then, and then we're like, God, where are you now? Oh, well, he's not in the carnal moment of a fallen mindset. At that moment, what are we supposed to do? Take captive that thought and bring it down. And what does it say to bring to the obedience of Christ? To bring it to obedience, to obedience, to the obedience of his word. Which means I have authority of what, over what I think. Which means I have dominion and I'm accountable to the thoughts I allow to fester in my mind. Oh no, you know. No, I, I just like to be victim. No, I don't have any power. No, someone pray for me. Thank God for someone praying for us. I truly appreciate all the prayers that are found within the brethren towards me and the call of God. But unless I take every thought captive and be mindful of that which I perceive and how I reckon a moment that really I'm wide open to every fallen thing. I'm giving the devil a place. I'm walking in flesh and blood reality, which cannot walk in the kingdom of God. In 1 Corinthians 4.20, 
The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. It's not in just mere talk, but it's a demonstration of power, a demonstration of light power, truth power. The darkness cannot overcome power. So when I reckon who I am and don't depart from that word of truth that I'm to behold continuously, that I'm walking in power, dominion, the dominion of the Son of God on earth that's found in the body of Christ. Romans In Romans 14, Romans. Hmm. Verse 17, I believe. Yeah. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It's not meat and drink. It's not what you can hold with your natural little hands to partake in. To sustain your flesh and blood. Kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So when he said to me, faith is all things good, this is what he's communicating to me. It is the kingdom of God that resides within us now. The way to wake up to this righteousness, which is the word, the word of truth. So be found in the unity, in the unity of the faith with the brethren. So all things would work together for good. To walk in the peace and the joy that's found in the Holy Spirit. And we know the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth that's leading us, leading us in the word of God. Let's go to Romans 10, since we're in Romans here. Seventeen. So then, so how does faith come? If faith is the victory has overcome the world, if faith is what pleases God, if faith is the strive that we walk as Christians, if faith is eternal life to us that does not perish, then we want to walk in faith. And how do we grow in faith? Well, Romans 10, 17 has an answer. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is the New King James. And hearing by the word of God. That word by the word of God can be also translated as through on account of the word of God. 
So faith comes through hearing and hearing on account of the word of God. Through the word of God. The NIV, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. The new living, faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. I like, there is one that really stood out to me, the Aramaic Bible in plain English. Therefore, faith is from the hearing ear. It's the hearing of faith. It's the hearing of faith. It's the hearing of the voice of God. That today when you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the day of provocation, the day of rebellion. Don't harden your heart through a carnal mindset of you need to know it better. You know all about God, all about the word of God. Like those Israelites, they thought they knew all about God. And when the voice of God came forth through Joshua and Moses, they wanted to stone them. Because their senses were so embellished. The carnal senses were so big. Fear had their ear. And though with the natural ears they heard what Joshua, Joshua said, what Caleb said to them, we're well able. Let us go possess the land. We're well able. They did hear, but did they hear with the hearing of faith? No, they did not. So there is a hearing of faith that comes as you have meditated the word of God. As you have allowed the word of truth to transform you by persuading you. When you've come to this word in such a desperate place, the less unless you believe what he's saying, you're sunk. Unless you eat of this living bread, you'll be hungry forever. Unless you drink from this rock that's higher than you and I, Christ the rock, will be parched. When you know your true satisfaction is his word, your only hope is his word. It develops a hearing, a dependence to hear him alone. It's not a religious activity. It is a heart that's inclined unto his saying. It is a thought that is fully aligned with that which he has said. For we know that all things work together for good to those that love God. The doers of his word. That are called according to his purpose. To bear the image of the firstborn. The heavenly man. To walk out. And to follow solely after the voice of the good shepherd. And so here, here the Aramaic Bible in plain English back to it. Therefore faith is from the hearing ear. And the hearing ear is from the word of God. The hearing ear is from, is, the hearing ear is from the word of God. Therefore, this word creates a hearing ear. 
See, this word is spirit. His word is life. His word is not the word of man that's shallow, a resounding gong. His word is filled with his love. Christ the Lord is the word of God. That God so loved the world, he sent his word. He sent Jesus the word to heal us. How does one impart this truth? It's always been my, my moment before God. Then we talk about faith is all things good. It wouldn't be another little religious message of a formula. You do this and you do that and you do this. And you're saying, you're saying, and you, you know, you say. And yes, faith is saying, as we have believed, therefore we say. And the mountain has to move and budge. Faith is a confession of a faith persuasion that moves the mountain. Actually, I wrote here, faith moves the obstacle and clears the way for Christ alone to walk through me. Faith is of God. It is the faith of the Son of God. I'll read this verse again in this translation. They make Bible in plain English. Therefore, faith is from the hearing ear. And the hearing ear is from the word of God. The literal standard version reads, So then faith is by a report. Who has believed the report of the Lord? Isaiah writes. So the faith is by report and the report through a saying of God. And the report through a saying of God. This is a saying of God. When you, when you hear the sayings of God, you live. This is the eternal law of liberty. The perfect law of liberty. You want to be free? Live. Abide in it. Abide in the word. Abide in the word. Abide in the word. Get out of the carnal headedness. Get out of this foolish understanding of being a, a good something, something. The word alone is good. And when we partake of the goodness of his word, we will live in the goodness of his nature. The goodness of his life, his life is good to us. Eternal life. The Weymouth translation. And this proves that faith comes from a message heard. And that the message comes through its having been spoken by Christ. Young's literal. So then the faith is by report and the report through a saying of God. This is living utterance. This is the living shepherd speaking living words. His word is living and active. I just read it. I believe on my sit down dominion talk. Refusing weariness. Refuse weariness. Weariness in thinking you've read the Bible upside down and you know it, a weariness and nothing seems to be working. Stop it. 
Come back to a humility of understanding, a full dependence on thus says the Lord. It is written, for we know that all things work together for good, not in my carnal old man. You sow in the flesh. You sow into carnality. There is destruction there. So I'm going to work for you good there. Now, when you call on God, his mercy is there to bring us back. Back to what? Back to the word. Back to life. Back to this report, this message that comes from Christ. Again, the Weimar New Testament. And this proves that faith comes from a message heard. From a message heard. The hearing of faith, a message heard like Joshua and Caleb. They heard the message, the message of God that came from Moses. You possess the land. I'm giving you a land that flows with milk and honey. It's your land. They heard this message that comes through being spoken by God. The message comes through it. It's having been spoken by Christ. So when you approach the word, you're approaching him. When I say reverence for the word, I'm not talking about some sort of religious, religious ceremony. I'm talking about a heart that's devoted to truth. A heart that's so submitted to his saying. Because, you know, the word says that with our mouth we can be so close to God. Parroting, parroting. But the kingdom of God doesn't come by sheer talk. It's not of talk. But it's of the heart. Power. Faith is of the heart. Faith is power. Such power that when you release faith words, it moves the obstacle. Oh, such power that raised Christ from the dead. And with his rising, we with him together will raise far above the powers and the principalities that they have a lot of words in this hour. Hey, 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 you speak the word of faith back at them. If God be for me, I'm being transformed to the image of the living Christ. I'm undergoing transformation. I refuse to depart this word. The tr- I refuse to depart. I refuse to depart and to not guard it in my heart. You know, in John 14, 15, where Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. You know, Paul says the very same phrase to Timothy. Let's go there. Let's go there. First Timothy chapter 6. I'm continuing from where I, I stopped. I'm going now to verse 13. I urge you in the sight of God who gives life to all things. And before Christ Jesus, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate. This is it, verse 14. He's charging him. He's urging him in the presence, in the sight of God. Says, Timothy, you live in the sight of God. Be accountable to what I'm about to tell you, Timothy. I urge you in the sight of God, 
who gives life to all things. Before Christ, Jesus, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate. That was a moment of persecution. That was a moment for Christ when he gave a good confession of who he is, that I am. Was a moment before sentencing. There's no fear in Christ. He kept the race. He kept the faith. He finished his course all the way. For he came to do what? To save us. They were lost. And that salvation looked like a death on the cross. To become sin for you and I. Knowing, knowing what's ahead. He'd already in the Garden of Gethsemane made a decision. I will do you well. In the sight of that reality, Paul is commissioning Timothy. As Christ bore a good confession before Pontius Pilate. See, so he's saying, you too now, Timothy, that you keep, you keep this commandment. Keep this commandment without spot. The new living, I believe, says without wavering. Blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ appearing. And so here we have it. Be a doer of the word. Because when you're a doer of the word, you're a hearer of his words. You can't be a doer without being a hearer of the sayings of Christ. And when you're a doer of the word of God, you're not walking in deception. You're remembering, you know what manner of man you are. And you know that all things are going to work together for good because you love him. Because you're called according to his purpose to be transformed in the glorious image of his son. That's what faith is. Faith is victory over the world. Faith is of this new creation man that is made in image and likeness of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We are done for today. Amen. Amen.